just when I saw like that the entire city stands behind this project the way the city does, it was for me an easy one that I want to be a part of this one. Welcome to the City Voice podcast. I'm joined, as usual, by a very special guest, Alex Langer, Director of Goalkeeping and First Team Goalkeeping Coach. Did I get that correct? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I was a very bad goalkeeper growing up. I did not have the luxury of a goalkeeping coach of your level, so it's going to be great talking to you today. But before we get into what you do on a day-to-day basis, there are some very serious questions that we have to address. Um... So I'm going to start on a hard one for you. St. Louis Barbecue or Kansas City? So obviously my wife is from Kansas, so I think she might be mad at me, but I have to go with St. Louis Barbecue. Correct answer. <laughs> Favorite German catchphrase? Schaffe, schaffe, häusle, bauer. That sounds great. <laughs> Should I explain it? Yes. So it's actually like I'm from Stuttgart, uh, Germany, so it's like a more like dialect accent thing. It means like, Work hard and like achieve, work hard for your dreams and try to achieve your dreams. Very fitting, very fitting for the way the uh, the team plays, right? Mm, absolutely. Uh, Call of Duty or FIFA? I'm not a biggest gamer, but if I would go with something, it would be FIFA. Best goalkeeper in the world right now cannot be Roman. <laughs> Tricky one. Um, he's injured right now, but I would still go with Manuel Neuer from Bayern Munich, the German national team goalkeeper. Brilliant. Favorite MLS away day? Mm. I definitely would say like on an away game to go for a run or we have a little pre-game run with the staff by far the best yeah uh, who do you sit with on the team bus not a specific answer on this one on a team bus however like on the plane always with Kelly always with Kelly always with Kelly yeah Is, um, I think she mentioned it on the podcast She's with awesome. her. she did she said that you've got uh, um, you've got an understanding we, we do it I think we both know when we want to talk and we both know when we want to work. So I think we have a good time there. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, which brand of goalkeeping gloves do you wear? Um, Adidas. Adidas. Brilliant. Uh, favorite thing about your job? I would say coaching staff and my players. I think we have a great group of human beings here and I just enjoy every day working with them. Cheat day meal? Pizza. Which brand of pizza? Where do you go? Do you ever go to? Dewey's. Dewey's. Dewey's Pizza is my favorite. (laughs) Fantastic. I had that for the first time at the stadium the other day. Brilliant. It's awesome, yeah. Favorite American sport that is not soccer? Football. Football. Who's your team? Kind of have to go with the Chiefs. I have to give this one back to my wife. (laughs) Nice, nice. We can that out. Um, Brilliant. Okay, um, so it's it's very exciting to have you on. Um, You look after three goalkeepers. Yes. you're part of a, 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 a team that's having a really successful start to the season. Um, but before we get into that, I'd love to ask a little bit about you growing up. Like, tell us, you know, you mentioned Stuttgart. Yes. Uh, tell us what that was like. What sort of a city is it? No, absolutely. So, like, grew up in Stuttgart, Germany. Um, I would say, like, not exactly in the center of, of, of the city, like 10, 15 minutes away from it. And, like, yeah, it's a city with, like, 550,000 inhabitants, like, pretty big city. Um, soccer crazy. I think similar to St. Louis, like we had two really big soccer clubs within within Stuttgart. So that was from the beginning, like soccer was one of us. Um, and yeah. Which um, which team did you support growing up? So like growing up, we always have VFB Stuttgart. It's a little bit the bigger club who is playing in the Bundesliga right now. And the Stuttgart are kickers, so like it's really the red and the blues. And I was at this time more for the blues because I always played myself for Stuttgart kickers. So I struggled supporting the VFB Stuttgart. So I'm definitely still blue for in Stuttgart for Stuttgart kickers. 
Um, who in your family introduced you to the beautiful game or was it, you know, was it elsewhere that it came from? Uh, no, it was definitely from the family. It was from my mom's side. So my grandpa was a soccer referee. A little specific towards this one, but obviously like with him, like seeing him, like being a ref, uh, my uncle was a player and coach after and my brother played himself. So it definitely comes from my mom's side. So they, they say that only a crazy person would pick up a pair of goalkeeper gloves and say, this is the position for me. Um, did you start as a goalkeeper or did you evolve into that position? I started as a goalkeeper and I definitely would agree that a, a little sort of craziness is required to be a goalkeeper. What was the reason that you picked it? Um, I would say there were two key moments and both of them were Champions League finals. So in 1999, Bayern Munich played against Manchester United in the Champions League final. Oliver Kahn in goal, my, at this point already my favorite goalkeeper, um, unfortunately lost 2-1 within two minutes and I saw it this time like, oh, how, how bad it can be in this moment. And then two years later in 2001, Bayern Munich played against Valencia. Won in the penalty shootouts, Oliver Kahn saved three penalties and then I saw, oh, wow, how great it can be. And I think just as like in between that you really have sometimes moments, they might not be great, but then like you can turn this one around and have like amazing moments with soccer and especially being a goalkeeper. I think this were the key moments for me to stick with this position. So you like the emotional roller coaster exactly. of the game. That's great. Um, you played pro professional mm -hmm. soccer. Um, talk to me about like your early career and like what it taught you about yourself. No, absolutely. So like as I mentioned earlier, like I played for Stuttgart Kickers, like a, the smaller team in Stuttgart. And then it was 14 years old, I got an offer from Hoffenheim, where I then met our current sporting director, Lutz Pfannstier. Um, and I think this was definitely for me the key, like Hoffenheim, a, a similar project and idea and the structure that our club has here. Um, in a way, the forward thinking uh, gives young human beings chances and opportunities. Uh, and just being part of, of this organization, like grew a lot in me. And like, I just saw the chance to really become a professional soccer player. Um, and, and being in this environment was awesome. It was definitely something till today that like I had a huge impact from. And as a goalkeeper, everybody's got their own strengths. Mm -hmm. Like what were your strengths as a goalkeeper? Um, I would say I was a really technical goalkeeper. So like all the goal defending aspects, I think I was really clean in the, in the technical execution. Um, and besides this, I think from the beginning, I was really vocal. Uh, I saw myself always as, as a vocal leader and try to support, I think, as a as a goalkeeper, you have to be communic communicative and I can just like help your backline. And I think I always try to approach this with like a vocal style of leadership. So I think technical skills and like my vocal leadership, definitely my strengths. So you played, a, you played for nine years called Inter Transformat. Mm -hmm. um, what were the highlights? Um, where were your favorite places to play? So I definitely think there would be a lot. Um, definitely remember my last game in Germany before I knew that I'm going to go to the United States was in Lübeck, northern part of, of Germany, close to Hamburg. And um, I think we had like at this time like four and a half, five thousand fans. It was like a great crowd for the team there. And we won 3-2 against the second team of Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg, another Bundesliga team. And I definitely like to remember this moment. And how did you end up in America? Interesting story. So... Uh, 2017, I was about to finish my bachelor's degree in sports business management in Germany. Played fourth division for VfB Lübeck and then I was thinking about, okay, what is the next step now? And I always like, I like challenges in my life. Um, and another former teammate uh, just told me about like his experience in the United States, playing college soccer, getting a scholarship and then kind of moving on from there. And so I got in contact with an agency and they told me from the beginning that like my profile as a player would be quite interesting for, for an American university. Um, and to try to pursue like a, a scholarship and a, and a college career in the United States. 
And um, so you studied in America at the same time. I did, exactly. So I came to the US in 2018, came yep. to Hickory, North Carolina. A uh, beautiful city, small, but beautiful. I uh, went to Lenore Ryan University and did my master's degree, did my MBA with a specification in leadership development and played for two years for the, for the college team for Lenore Ryan University. So now you're a, a, you're a coach. Was that always on the agenda? I mean, it sounds mm -hmm. like you were studying for a different career. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, I, I would say it wasn't always on the agenda. I think like, especially like growing up in Germany, like your dream is to become a professional soccer player. That, that's, that's, I think in every, in, in every kid, like you want to be a professional soccer player. So like thinking about coaching, like was definitely not a part of this. And then as you mentioned, like going to the S to actually like pursue my master's degree and try to explore like different opportunities. Is it, is it business or is it a corporate career? And um, so coaching definitely wasn't like on the first agenda now. So who inspired you to become a coach or was it an opportunity that um, so opened that door? I was always coaching throughout my, my playing career in Germany, just to, 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 to add some money uh, to the salary and have like a side job and like did some, some youth goalkeeper coaching. Um, and then I would definitely say my college coach in, in the United States, like Jack Winter at uh, Lenore Ryan University in Hickory, um, inspired me in a way because I saw the impact he had uh, on me as a, as a young adult at the summer. I was already 24 when I came to US. And the impact he had in my life as a coach, I thought it's a really cool experience to give this one to other kids. And that's the reason why I wanted to be a coach. And who gave you your first break as a coach? Um, first break as a coach, it was in Germany when I, when I had their moments to kind of like just get, get the opportunity to do work with younger kids and like, like the, the initial experience with, with, with some of the goalkeeper coaching. But again, I think then like the, to make the final step towards really commit to be a coach was Czech. And uh, you went to UNC Wilmington. Exactly. And um, what were your roles there? Because you, mm -hmm. were, you, you, you were promoted, right? Exactly. So um, when I finished my master's degree in 2020, I then got an offer from, from UNC Wilmington to be the assistant coach and goalkeeper coach for, for the Division One men's soccer team. And at the same time, it came together with the positions director of goalkeeping forward at Wilmington Hammerheads. Wilmington Hammerheads were a former pro team in the United States, and now it's just a youth club. Um, and there I... I think like two two leading figures in my development was Aiden Heaney, the head coach from, from UNC Wilmington, uh, goalkeeper himself uh, from Great Britain. Uh, played in Germany for a year as a goalkeeper and even played in the league here, played for New England and yeah. had some MLS MLS starts and just the way he approached coaching, he, he approached leading his team were key, and key for me and then Carson Porter, the director uh, for the Wilmington Hammerheads because like he gave me the opportunity to be director of goalkeeping with 26 uh, what I think is not common um, I think they were definitely key figures for me in my, my way there in Wilmington What was the most important thing you learned at Wilmington um, as, a, as, a, as a person like mm -hmm. you tra you're transitioning mm -hmm. out of playing mm -hmm. into a coaching role mm -hmm. like is, is that difficult is that an easy thing like do you is it tough to watch a game when you mm -hmm. like you wish that you could be there um, I would say it was okay for me because when I came to the US, I kind of knew that like, I'm going to have two more years here in college. I'm going to enjoy my time. I'm going to have fun with like other college students playing soccer and enjoying the game. And I knew there's going to be a, another step after. So I think the transition was okay, but then, then obviously developing into being a good coach is, is the other thing. And I think I learned in Wilmington there a lot. Um, I got just an awesome opportunity from both ends, UNC Wilmington and the Wilmington Hammets that they gave me a lot of freedom in the beginning and I could just experience myself and try myself out because I think as a young coach you're going to fail. You, you're going to have sessions and think, boy, 
wasn't great. But then you learn from it. And I had, I had the freedom there to just try things out. I think this was definitely like key moments for me in my development. So obviously went well because you're here now. Tell us, uh, you know, you already mentioned mm. that you met Lutz mm. uh, Hoffenheim. Exactly. He kept you, he obviously kept in contact. When you knew that he landed here, did you reach out to him or did he have you in the back of the mind? How did that story, how did you get introduced to this club? No, absolutely. So obviously like I met Lutz in Hoffenheim at this time and then I was actually in Germany, I would say, I think it was 2019 in December and I saw Lutz on a German sports channel and he talked about the project that he has here and a key statement that, that he brought was like he wants to build the best youth academy in North America and that, that stuck with me. And from this one out, I always obviously tried, okay, like, how can I get back in contact with Lutz? Um, and then, like, my, my one of my mentors from Hoffmann, Michael Rechner, who's currently the goalkeeper coach for Bayern Munich, um, is, is a close friend of Lutz as well. So I reached out to Michael and asked, like, hey, like, are you still in contact with Lutz? How is this going? Um, how are things? I, I see that he's in the United States right now, that he kind of starts this project with St. Louis here. And I would love to chat about with him. And that's how it can kind of, like, Lutz and I came back in contact after our time in Hoffmann, chatted more about it, and then, like, thankfully it worked out. So Luce is quite the salesperson. Um, <laughs> how did how did he sell you on this uh, on this project, and what what attracted you? I think it was pretty simple for him. I don't think he had to do a great job because, like, I was sold when I just heard about him talking what the actual plan is. And as I mentioned, like, to build the best youth academy in North America, and as, especially at this moment, I didn't know like, am I for the first team? Am I for the second team? Am I for the academy? I just wanted to be a part of this. And just when I saw like that. The entire city stands behind this project the way the city does. It was for me an easy one that I want to be a part of this one. Is there a, an extra pressure mm -hmm. when you are coming in to be a goalkeeping coach for an ex-goalkeeper who brought you to half an eye? Is that like, uh, you know, it, does, he, does he inspect your work and yeah. have a little bit more of rigor than perhaps other people's? I definitely would say yes, because obviously just not say, let's say like a great knowledge about goalkeeping. He, he was a world-class goalkeeper himself, like had so many experiences like on different continents. So definitely, I think like he checks me out maybe a little bit more sometimes. Um, but I think from the beginning, like we, we have a great relation. Um, we have a really good understanding of each other. Lutz knows, well, I know what, what he expects from me. And I think he knows what, 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 I, what I give to him and what I give towards the club. So I think it's a little bit more pressure, yes, but I do enjoy it. So you coached City 2 last year. An incredibly successful season. I think there were seven shutouts. Mm -hmm. um, we can edit that out if I've got that wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there were seven shutouts through the season. Um, you rotated through a number of goalkeepers. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Creek, Roman played some games. Um, what was that experience like for you? And what did you make of the support that the city gave to it? Did mm -hmm. you realize that you made a good decision when you were coaching that? Um, absolutely. Like Definitely like a, a memorable moment was the first City 2 game at home uh, against Rochester at SLU and just because obviously I played in second teams in Germany and usually like second teams don't have any support like it's a second team so like no one cares too much and then seeing like I think we were sold out crowds like six and a half thousand fans um, the latest in this moment I knew this city is soccer crazy and I mean it's positive um, and just the support we had like throughout this entire year with City 2 was just amazing and Lutz made a, a big splash he signed Roman Berkey, Champions League goalkeeper, uh, played under some incredible coaches, has a big, big reputation mm. in Europe. Like, how exciting was that for you to know that you get to work mm. with someone of that caliber on a daily basis? It is still exciting. Um, now, it, it was an awesome moment. So, so I met Roman already in February here 
when we knew that like this, the signing is about to come. So it was awesome that that we both had a little time to to get to know each other. Um, obviously here in St. Louis, and then we had quite a lot of FaceTime calls during the time when he was back and, and still playing for Dortmund and just like building this relationship, knowing um, that he that he's coming here. And yeah, when I was, I'm obviously four years younger than Roman. Um, so when I was in Germany and like he played in the Bundesliga, he was still like yeah, an absolute top goalkeeper. I think world class what he performed there. Um, and now working with him is is incredible. What's been the biggest difference between working City two mm-hmm. and working for a first team? Like, are there any? Mm-hmm. Is there a difference in the way that you approach things? Um, I would say for me personally, no, um, because I think I was already like really in detail in the year before with City 2 and just like preparing Michael, Ian and Eric at this time um, as best as possible for the games. Um, but I definitely would say there is more there is more pressure. It's the first team. There, there are more eyes on it. Like against Rochester, we had 6,500. Now on Saturday, we're going to have another 22,500. In Seattle, we had like 35,000. Um, so I definitely think there's more pressure on you. But like just like how I approach things, I don't think things change that much. Roman's a very modern goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely incredible with his feet. Um, you know, he can very, have very little to do from a saves perspective mm-hmm. and still be one of the best players on the pitch. Um, uh, do you have principles that mm-hmm. are married to that type of goalkeeper? Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel like it's a good match for your coaching skills? No, no, it absolutely is. So like we, we with St. Louis and obviously like I work closely with, with our academy goalkeepers and with Tim Kelly for City Tour. So we have three key pillars towards goalkeeping. It's goal defending. Um, obviously, like everything, what is related to shop stopping, is it now a lateral push like uh, that Roman had, for example, like the offset push yet against Seattle where the header was above his head, or is it like a 1v1 block save? Um, then we talk about space defending, space defending inside the box and outside the box. Inside the box would there be, would be a through ball, would be a cross and outside the box. Obviously, how closely aligned can we be with our back line? Is it a vertical or lateral shifting? So like the sweeping moments, the sweeper keeper that a lot of people talk about. And then the third one is distribution. You just mentioned like Roman's feet are, are incredible. I, I, I haven't seen a goalkeeper that often like using his right and left foot the way he can do it. Um, and just the way he receives a back pass from our center backs and, and he can just read the situation really well where he puts the ball, that he gets out of pressure, that he then can make a well thought through decision. I think Roman just checks all these boxes. You're a just mentioned like you're a young coach Mm -hmm. there seems to be a a new breed of coaches Mm -hmm. throughout the world that are getting into coaching a lot earlier Mm -hmm. and they're real students of the game what influences the uh, um, impact Mm -hmm. the way that you coach and do you have um, like mentors Mm -hmm. around the world that help you develop Mm -hmm. your game um, as you move forward no that's that's a great question so like obviously you mentioned earlier like Michael Rechner who is now like the goalkeeper coach from Bayern Munich was my former goalkeeper coach when I was in Hoffenheim in the U15s um, I'm still in close contact with him. And I think for me, the, the key part towards my development as a young coach is just the exchange with other goalkeeper coaches. So um, I was fortunate, like after Leverkusen played here last year against City Tour, um, I was a week in Germany with Leverkusen um, and was able to spend a week with David Thier, their, their, their goalkeeper coach for the, for the Bundesliga team. And just being there a week and seeing, okay, they do a lot of things similar to us. So like I'm on a pretty decent track what I'm doing. But then obviously seeing seeing other things, learning things, um, challenging each other with like maybe sometimes different methodologies. I think the exchange with other goalkeeper coaches is like for me the key part to 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 stay on top of things and just like learn new trends uh, and develop my principles as well. The role of the goalkeeper has definitely developed mm-hmm. over the last 
I mean, 10 years, mm -hmm. I mean, Neuer was one of the kind of mm -hmm. original sweeper keepers, but now you're seeing with Aaron Ramsdale, mm -hmm. Arsenal, Edison in the, in the Premier League. Um, talk to me about what, what are the, what are the key things that you look for in a modern goalkeeper mm -hmm. and not, not even just technical skills, like from a personality mm -hmm. perspective? I know, I think, I think it's, um, it's really interesting to see based on like the playing style of each team. Um, for example, when we kind of like pull this one back towards our team right now, like the first seven games, you just mentioned to yourself, like Roman doesn't have to make too many saves. Based on our high press, our playing styles, we defend forward. We, we, we try to help Roman there a lot, but Roman has like key moments with his feet, key moments in the space defending outside the box and key moments with space defending within the box. So I think a goalkeeper to, to dominate the space uh, means like, is it a cross? Is it, an, is it a cutback? Is it an, an early cross, a through ball? I think these are definitely like key aspects towards the goalkeeper. Um, and the same mentioned earlier, like his feet, Roman is, I think in my first interview with Lutz, I mentioned something like, yeah, the goalkeeper is the first position on the field that starts the attack for us. And in the end, it's the last position that tr tries to prevent the, the opposition from scoring. But there's so much in between. And again, like the starting the attack, I think is just omnipresent because like teams want to, want to st start an attack, not just like with kicking a ball forward. There should be intention behind it. There should be a purpose behind it. Were you surprised by some of the commentary around Roman's signing? And do you think that some of the doubters have been silenced watching how he's played so far this season? I, I wasn't surprised because I think just like the position goalkeeping is really like people, a lot of people talk about it, but I don't think a lot of people understand it with, with, with all respect, because I think it's easy to say it from the outside when you just like try to evaluate the performance at this moment, but then actually to be like in this position as a goalkeeper is not as easy always. Um, and I know that Roman, Roman doesn't care at all about what people say around him because like he knows about his, his skill set and, and we as a club, we're the same. We, we know that Roman has outstanding qualities and like I would make a statement for me, Roman is a world-class goalkeeper and I think he proves this here every weekend. So you work with two other goalkeepers. Mm. There's uh, three of you that work on the training pitch. How strong is the goalkeepers' union at City SC? It's strong. It, it really is. Uh, yeah, a little like I'm, I'm happy to share this moment. Um, Michael Creek, currently our, our third goalkeeper, um, just like had the idea three weeks ago um, to invite all of us for dinner. And Michael is, by the way, a really good cook. So uh, Michael, and, Michael and his wife invited Ben and his wife, um, Maggie, my wife and I, and Roman. So we, we had a little goalkeeper union dinner there. And, and it was awesome. We just chatted, talked about each other. Obviously, like the wives got to know each other a little bit better. Um, I got to know the other wives. My wife got to, know, got, to, got to know Roman and the boys a little bit better. And I think the goalie union here, especially for the first team, is really strong. That's great to hear. So there are three goalkeepers. If there is a position on the pitch that mm -hmm. doesn't get rotated that often, it's the goalkeeper mm -hmm. um, position. Um, how much of a part of your job is keeping everybody like motivated and like what's your approach to that? Um, it definitely is part of it. Um, I think what helps right now, especially this season, is we have a clear hierarchy. Um, Roman is the number one, Ben is the number two, and Mike is the number three. So like everybody from the beginning of the season knew about their role and it helps. Um, there are obviously situations sometimes within a goalkeeper squad where like a number one and two are fighting for the spot. And uh, number three tries to overjump the number two. Um, so I think definitely right now it helps that we have a clear hierarchy within. Uh, but it's definitely part that you just, I think you have to treat everyone the same. Like for me, it's yes, Roman is our number one, but like Ben and Michael are the same important. When I see, for example, like Edu Löwen wants to take some free kicks after the session and like Michael and Ben are like happy to jump in where they could be done with their session because the actual session is already done. I think then I just see like 
what great human beings they are and like what what team first mentality they actually have so they make it easy for me to manage them in the right way goalkeeping is a a hard position you mentioned like before the show about like the mental mm -hmm. side of the game do you do anything to support that and like do do goalkeepers mm -hmm. have like slightly differing needs mm -hmm. to the players that are out on the pitch um i would say they do but i then would say that i think every individual goalkeeper is different as well um so i know that i have three mentally really strong goalkeepers um i think they're all three stress resistant and can, can handle the pressure um what we try to do a lot is like we have some certain routines just like our warm-up is pretty similar and I, I know that this gives like all goalkeepers a certain form of just like security and just like a good feeling before a game or like after away games we usually play on the first day back we play soccer tennis and we have an amazing time and i know just like this one because like having a having a away game coming back from a from a from a trip or from seattle for example where you just lost and where you might be yeah, a little disappointed and just like bring the boys back on the same page and just like build this cohesion and culture within our little squad i think this helps on the mental side as well we haven't spoken about bradley so far today but like he's uh um you know he talks about roman in in glowing terms the goalkeeper is obviously extremely important to him and he mm -hmm. recognizes the value um how do you engage with bradley on a day-to-day -day basis um he's a very tactically astute mm -hmm. guy um do you talk about um the opposition mm -hmm. and like m managing different mm -hmm. game states um, yeah, so I think Brady and I have a great relation, obviously, yeah. From the initial moment, like, Brady lived, I think, for 12 years in Germany, and he lived for five and a half years in Stuttgart. So, like, we had a bonding moment for from day one. Um, he's an amazing coach and a, and a great human being. Um, what definitely, like, I think connects us a lot, we're both, like, innovative and really forward-thinking. Um, we both like to work in detail and we care about the details. Um, and, yeah, I'm just fortunate to work with him and like have a coach that like listens and hears the goalkeeper coach. I think that's not always common. Um, like I'm fully included in every tactical decision. I'm fully included in every tactical discussion. Um, I'm I'm able to kind of like be responsible for the entire set piece situation for us like attacking and defending. Um, so yeah, I'm just thankful there that like Bradley includes me in all these discussions um, and and hears my voice and, and listens to my opinion and feedback. Had Tim Kelly on the on the podcast before. Um, do you keep in touch with the other goalkeeping coaches, and do you have an eye on talent mm -hmm. coming through? And you know, do, do you watch the other games for the academy and City too? No, so absolutely. So like, we, we goalies have a weekly meeting. So it's Tim Kelly, um, Mark Pace, and Mike Ritterbeck on my team. Um, so we meet every week at least like for for ninety minutes to to two hours to talk about like what happened on the weekend before. So like, how were the academy games? How were the City two games? Um, what's the plan ahead now? So like, what goalkeeper is going to get playing time? How is the development going? Uh, and therefore, like, we even in a, in a daily exchange, if it's a WhatsApp message, is it a phone call about like what's happening? Um, and I'm definitely excited for 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 what's to come because we have some really good goalkeepers in the academy. So tell us what success looks like for you as a goalkeeping coach this season. No, I definitely think like we have a, a clear identity and playing philosophy within the club. And I think just for us as a coaching staff to to optimize uh, the the playing style and the implementation of the playing style I think this should be or is my key goal for the season so that's the end of the show if you are listening to this on podcast um, get into your rating section give us a five star and leave a nice review 
um, about Alex and hopefully he'll come back on again. And if you're watching this on Apple TV+, Plus, there will be more episodes coming. Thank you for listening to The City Voice. Ciao for now.